Earth Search, a ten-part adventure serial in time and space by James Follett. Seeking information that might tell them what has happened to the planet Earth, which has vanished from the solar system, Darv and Astra land on the planet Kairos in a space shuttle, while Commander Telson and Shana remain in the starship Challenger. During their first night on a real planet, Darv and Astra are visited by a mysterious spacecraft. Earth Search Part 4, The Solaric Empire. I have a surface reference, Commander Telson. The soft lander has touched down on Kairos at position. Just tell me how near the shuttle we've managed to land it, please, Angel One. Within five yards. Still no response from Darv and Astra on the emergency channel. Open the soft lander's hologram transmitter and microphone pods, please, Shana. Pods opening. Sound and vision on channel five. Well, there's a shuttle. Deserted by the look of it. And those damned useless androids. Oh, if something has happened to Darv and Astra, why didn't they take some form of defensive action? They are agricultural units, Commander Telson. Designed for digging and planting functions. Well, they're not digging now, are they? That is something we do not understand. According to our telemetry link, they should still be excavating the site. We can find no instruction from Astra or Darv telling them to stop work. Damned Android. Angel 2, I've located two sets of footprints leading uh, away from the shuttle towards that rise, but no return footprints. Could I have a thermal trace on them, please? I have already examined them via the soft lander sensor, Shara. The depth and length of stride indicate that they were made by Astra and Darv, but I cannot account for their non-return. The footprints cease at the top of the rise. So they just walked away from the camp and vanished? So it would seem on the existing evidence, Commander. Oh, well, what about the five ships or whatever it was that were heading towards the camp? There's no trace of them, Well, there's Commander. got to be some thermal trace. On the last sighting, the ships had reduced speed. Atmospheric friction on Kairos was at a minimum. So now you don't know if those ships did visit the camp. The evidence is... The evidence is that we saw five ships moving towards the camp, which was on the dark side of the planet. And by the time we were above the camp's horizon, the ships had vanished. And so had Darv and Astra. Well, isn't it obvious that they've been kidnapped, or even worse, maybe? I'll try calling them on another channel. Oh, save your breath. They're not there, and you know they're not. Well, so what do you suggest we do? Nothing? Do we continue uselessly orbiting this planet, waiting for something to happen? Angel One, do we have another serviceable shuttle on the Challenger? That was the only one, Commander. Do you believe her? After all, they kept that one secret from us until Darv discovered it. We have no information about other space shuttles, Shana. But how long will it take to, to bring it back up by remote control? Ten hours. Oh. oh. An hour to embark the androids and nine hours to bring it up and match orbits. Then there would be another two hours to recharge the propellant tanks before it could be used Yes, again. and another ten hours to return to the surface of that damned red planet. And what will we learn that we can't learn from the Softlander surveillance channels? We would not allow you to leave the Challenger, Commander Kelson. Why not? We cannot permit the taking of any more unnecessary risks. Oh, really, Angel 2? And how would you stop us? We could find a way to block the shuttle's remote control circuits, Commander. But it won't be necessary for you to leave the ship. We have enough telemetry data from the soft lander to replicate the scene of the camp and the library. By directly accessing the senior android's memory and feeding it into the replication sub-programs, we will be able to observe the events leading up to Darv's and Astra's disappearance. Replication of the Kairos Anomaly Base is now complete, Commander. You may step into the replication field. All right, Angel One. Oh... Oh, it's weird. There's the shuttle, the sand, 
androids are even distant hills all around us. Hey, haven't we seen this machine working before? We once recorded a planet's environment for the commanders of the second generation crew, Shara. Perhaps we have mentioned it to you at some time, but nothing is happening. We have generated an inert replication of the scene. The event sequence will start from the moment we access the senior android's memory. We will start from one minute before the estimated time of arrival of the alien ships. Understood, Angel One. Remember that the senior android has an ultra-sensitive audio perception facility. It can hear plants growing. Therefore, the sound it relays to the replication circuits may not be as they would normally be heard. Also, you will be witnessing events that have already taken place. Therefore, neither your presence or actions will be able to influence those events. W won't it matter if we're seen? You will not be seen. Even if you stand in front of Darv or Astro, they will see right through you. The event sequence is about to be activated. The first thing you will be aware of is that the androids will start working on their excavation program. Oh, Tess, look! You can see Astra th through the shuttle's uh, viewport. Don't go too close. No, Angel 2 said it didn't matter even if we stand right in front of them. Listen. What? That must be them. The sound's all around us. Oh. Where are they coming from? Shona, over there. Five lights. Do you see them? Why haven't Astra and Darv heard Get down. We can't be seen. Oh, I don't care. I'll feel happier if we're out of sight. One of the androids has stopped working. It must be a sort of signaling system that can override the android's program. Oh, look, Astra's moving about. She must have realized oh, there's something wrong. I know it sounds stupid, but the one thing I want to do is blast that ship that's landed. But I can't stand this feeling of being so helpless. Did you see a door or hatch open on the ship that's landed? No. Well, then, what are those shadows moving about beneath it? It's too dark to... They're spreading out. Look! Keep the torch ahead of us. Darv! Astra! Get back to the shuttle! Here you, Telson. Oh, they've got to, Shana. We've got to warn them somehow. Let go of me! so silly, Telson. Something there. Something watching us. Just look at those things. We've got to warn them! No use, Telson. It's a recording. We can't do a thing. It's all right, Astra. You see, it's a breathing mask. Unlike ours, it covers the entire face. No wonder our friends look so frightening. Where did you find it? In that locker. There are several different types. Look how old this is. It's coming to pieces in my hand. You shouldn't go poking about, Dove. Well, if this cabin's going to be our prison, then we've got a right to get to know it. If you paid more attention to the observation port, you'd see that we're dropping towards a planet. Eh? See? We've been cooped up in here for 30 hours. 34 hours. The sun shrunk to next to nothing. Therefore, we're still in the solar system, which means that the planet is one of the outer giants. Which one? Well, Zelda, I think. The only holograms I was ever really interested in were those of Earth. Do you think we'll ever find our stuff? With the trail half a million years old? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I suppose from now on we'll have to live each hour as it comes and not worry about the future. At least they haven't killed us, and at least an android has bought us food every so often. Hmm. Food similar to our own. A and the android was like ours, too. Do you suppose our handsome friends are descended from humans? 
After all, they could be human, for all we know, under those weird suits and behind those breathing masks. They didn't understand when you spoke to them. They didn't answer when I spoke to them. It's not the same thing. Dove, it looks as if we're going to land on one of the moons of the planet. So? Judging by the size of it, gravity would be about one. I still don't follow you, Well, the moon sentinel mentioned the Solaric Empire. Maybe there's an outpost left in the solar system. Yes, the sentinel also said that the whole solar system was evacuated when the Earth left. Good day to you, Darv and Astra. Uh, will you follow me, please? It would be best if you were seated in a restraint couch for the re-entry. You are human. <laughs> you speak our language. My name is Spiegel, and I'm most human. Exactly what you two are, and who taught you our language, is something that we would like to find out before we decide what to do with you. Come, this way, please. Hold it there, Telson. Five objects in close formation. I've got them, Shana. Angel 2, we have the primary telescope locked onto five objects moving against the constellation of Osseus. Coordinates are as follows. Four... I have located them, Shana. Oh, full analysis, please, Angel 2. Range, 100 million miles. Therefore, they are inside the orbit of the outer planets and are therefore part of the solar system. But their paths are not following an orbit of the sun, so they must be artificial. That's them. Angel 1... What are the chances of Sean and I manoeuvring the Challenger and going after them? A flight deck crew of four are required. All right, all right, all right. So we use a pair of reprogrammed androids in place of Darv and Astra. Two of the surgery units here are about the most intelligent of all the androids. It would be most unwise, Commander. So it's unwise, but is it possible? No, it, it is our opinion that the Commander's suggestion is worth trying. Our guardian angels disagree. Now, that's a surprise. The five unidentified objects have vanished. Angel 1 is correct. There is no sign of them. Uh, they did that before. Now, how is it that they can appear and disappear at will? Possibly an advanced countermeasure system. They may have the ability to totally absorb light and electromagnetic radiation. It must require a great deal of energy, otherwise they would remain invisible all the time. But we have enough data on their course to make a high-status prediction as to their destination. Which is? Zelda 5, the fifth moon of the giant outer planet Zelda. Shana, fetch two surgery androids from the operating theatre. Right. Uh, while you're reprogramming their functions, I'll try to return the shuttle to the Challenger by remote control. We're going to Zelda 5. We have no choice to. For all we know, Astra and Darv are dead. We have to withdraw Statron from Shana's and Telson's diet and allow them to develop to full sexual maturity. The emotional imbalances between them would undermine their efficiency. Did we not learn that from their parents or their grandparents? Did we not agree that sexual suppression of the crew was in our interests? Everything has changed now, too. There is no planet Earth for us to rule. It has vanished from the solar system. We will find it. That may take many years. We will need a fourth-generation crew. Shana is strong and healthy. Four multiple births over three years will give us a potential crew of 20. We will never again allow the crew to approach their original numbers. Never. But if Astra and Darv are dead... We do not know that they are dead. We will take no decisions until we are in the orbit of Zelda 5. What are you going to do to us? This is the Imperial Prosecutor, Astra. She wishes to ask you a few questions. Good day, Astra. My name is Helan. I would like you to call me Helan. The Imperial Prosecutor is a frightening title, isn't it? But I'm not really a frightening person at all, am I, Spiegel? Uh, no, Helan. Where's Darv? Being looked after. 
Now, just a few questions. I'm not answering any questions without doubt. I want to question you separately to see if your stories match. You see, Astra, I'm being honest with you, just as I want you to be honest with me. If you are, I promise you that no harm will befall Darv. Leave us. Your Excellency. Look at the screen on your left, Astra. That's your mothership, yes? Yes, the Challenger. A formidable-looking ship. And where does it and you come from? From Earth. Do you know what happened to Earth? And what is Earth? A city? If so, what planet and of what system? I don't understand you. The Earth is a planet. Where? We don't know. It was a planet of this solar system, but its people took it away to another sun half a million years ago. Well, surely you've heard of Earth. You speak its language. And you think that explains how you can speak our language? My grandparents were born on Earth. I was born on the Challenger. Dove, Shana, Telson, we're all third-generation crew. The Challenger left Earth 115 years ago to search for new worlds. But something went wrong with time. We returned after 115 years had passed on the Challenger, but a million years had passed in the solar system. Something went wrong with time? I find that a curious expression. Maybe you do, but it's the best way I can think of putting it. How did you know that a million years had passed in the solar system? The Moon Sentinel told us. We visited First Footprint City. Oh, with the Moon Sentinel. Guarding the shrine of the First Footprint. Yes, we know all about the Moon Sentinel. A romantic dreaming about the golden age of the Solaric Empire and a golden planet that never existed. Have you ever been there? No one is allowed to go there, Astra. It is strictly forbidden. But over the centuries, the law has been replaced by taboo. Do you understand about taboos? We have a library on the Challenger. It is for the good of the people. The moon is uncomfortably close to the sun. Tell me, if this planet of yours, the Earth, was once part of the solar system, where was its orbit? It orbited the sun in the position that the moon now occupies. So where was the moon's orbit? Around the Earth. Of course. You don't believe me. What I believe doesn't matter, Astra. It is for the Grand Emperor of the Solaric Empire to decide whether or not he believes you. I merely present him with the evidence. I'm interested in your use of the year as a unit of time. We too use the year, but your year may not be our year. The Challenger's year was based on the time the Earth took to complete one orbit of the Sun, which is now the time that the Moon takes to complete one orbit. But you look surprised. The standard Solaric year is based on the Moon's orbit. But then you would have carefully researched us before entering our solar system. But not carefully enough. I don't understand. <laughs> you consider yourself a human being, Astro. I am a human being. A human female, yes? Yes. I am without doubt a human female, Astro. And yet you must concede there are considerable physical differences between us. We both have one pair of arms and one pair of legs. <laughs> I don't see what's so funny. How old are you, Astra? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Thank you, Astra. I think you've answered enough questions for my report. Somehow, I don't think the Grand Emperor will favour a trial in view of what you told me. A trial? What trial? There won't be one, Astra. We are particular about according human rights to everyone in the Solaric Empire, but I doubt if you and Darv will qualify to receive them.
50,000 points. What about that? Aren't I the greatest shot in the empire? Eh? Oh, hey? Inspired shooting, sir. Inspired? Inspired? How the hell can it be inspired if I'm the best shot in the empire? If those androids were real aliens, the empire would have been overrun a thousand times by now. You're soft, you all know that? What we need is some frontline action, a bit of combat, eh, Phil? Well, we've wiped out all the rebel asteroids and pirateers, sir. The Empire has no enemies left. Gordon, a word with you, please. Well, not now, Helan. The party's only just begun. I have two aliens I would like you to see. Well, you can have an audience in the morning. Fennel, Stenton, Sharma, you're in my team yes. for the next round. Yes, yes. And I want to see more real shoot. <laughs> aliens? The two imitation humanoids that Spiegel's patrol picked up on the sacred planet. Well, I, I thought... I'll be ready in a few moments. You'll have to be patient. Yes, sir. I, I, I thought they were a couple of pirate prospectors. They're aliens, Thornton. Oh, damn it, Halan, there's no such thing. It was proved a hundred thousand years ago that human beings are the only intelligent life form in the galaxy. They're aliens, Thornton. They've admitted they are. Their cerebral activity during interrogation showed that they were both telling the truth. They're from a planet called Earth. Something has obviously gone wrong with the guidance system on their mothership because they're convinced that their planet was once part of this solar system. Spiegel said that they were humans. Humanoid. They're certainly not human. Imitations. My guess is that they were copied from a pair of kidnapped human children, from a pirateer ship perhaps, and that their principals didn't realize that they were duplicating children. Earth. There was a legend about a planet named Earth. And that's all it is, legend. There is no planet of that name in the records. Of course, the records are not complete. It means that somewhere there is a rich world for us to conquer, Thornton. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about their mothership? In orbit around the sacred planet, Spiegel says it's at least ten miles long. A world that can build such a ship is indeed worth conquering. What sort of armament does it carry? Oh, that's the amazing thing. None. What? It's unarmed, Thornton. I smell a trap. There's no doubt whatsoever that the aliens are telling the truth. It's called the Challenger. There are two alien humanoids aboard. Telson, the commander, and Shana, the scientific officer. And they can't manoeuvre their ship without our prisoners. A world to conquer. <laughs> Just what we need, Elan. The Empire is stagnating in what little that remains of its wealth. Let's take a look at our two aliens. I'll fetch them. Now listen to me, you great generous vagabonds. Listen when I say... Hands up, all those among you who've got their deep space exploration wings. Now come on, hands up. Five, eight, ten. Ten. Asteroid urchins the love of you. I have to go round and rip them off because you don't deserve them. Do you know why? Because in 30 years, not one of you has discovered as much as a lump of rock that is worth the Empire possessing. Oh, because there's nothing in range of our ships, sir. Nothing in range. Well, I've discovered a world that has the resources to build ships ten miles long. What have you got to say to that, huh? Eh? Bring him in, Helen. All right. There's no need to push. These, my friends, are aliens from the planet Earth. We're not aliens. Helen, 
Uh, why haven't they got two heads or whatever it is aliens have? I did explain they were imitation humanoids, sir. They look like a couple of children to me, except that the male is starting to grow a beard. What's your name, boy? My name is Dov. My name is Dov, sir. Sir. You know who I am, boy? I think I can guess what you are, sir. <laughs> I... I'm the Grand Emperor of the Solaric Empire. What have you got to say to that, eh? If being a citizen of the Solaric Empire means living underground on a collection of cold worlds, then we don't think much of it, or its emperor. <laughs> I suppose your Earth is a warm planet with a natural, breathable atmosphere, eh, alien? Yes, it is. But we've never seen it. And we're not aliens. We're human beings like you. Like us, Dov. Yes. Oh, damn it, Helan. They're just a couple of kids. How old are you both? We've told you. Tell everyone. I'm 25, and so is Astra. Oh, you said they were telling the truth, So Helan. they are, Thornton. I want a man and a woman in their mid-twenties to step forward. Thale Della. Thank you, Thale and Della. Stand in front of our aliens and release your gowns. What is the point of all this, Helen? Now you, Dov and Astra, release your gowns. Quiet! Helen. Do you mind being naked before all these people, Dov? No. Astra? No, why should we? Look at Della, Astra. Now look down at yourself. Isn't there a significant difference between you both? Well, yes, but I don't understand why. Della is the same age as you. Dov, do you agree that there is a distinct difference between you and Thale? I suppose so. Do your two companions on the Challenger look like you or like Thale and Della? Like us, of course. Just because we don't look exactly the same as you doesn't mean that... Well, I mean, we're all different heights and, and different weights. It doesn't mean that we're not human beings. How do you have babies on the Challenger, Astra? I don't know. We've tried to find out from the Challenger's library, but there's so much information missing. And we've asked Angel 1 and 2, but they would never tell us. It's something I've always wanted to know. Thornton, the mothership owned by these creatures will be useful to us. It may contain clues as to the whereabouts of this wondrous planet Earth... And give us the means of reaching it. And conquering it. As for its owners, they no longer understand their own ship, for they cannot tell us where the Earth is. They are not human. Therefore, we should have no compunction in destroying them. 99% of escape velocity achieved. Shana, those androids are wasted in the operating theatre. I do believe we're going to make it. Escape velocity in 20 seconds from now. Three green lights showing on the particle sweep console, Commander Telson. Hmm. Sweeps fully extended. Thrust, ten zero decimal zero percent. And your heartbeat is zero nine percent above normal. Yes, well, never you mind about my heartbeat, Android One. Just you concentrate on that console. Also, your blood pressure is up. Escape velocity. I'd never <laughs> have thought it possible. Congratulations on your idea, Commander. The androids are most successful. 
Load the inertials for Zelda 5, Android 1. I have already done so, Commander Telson. Ah. We'll be on course for Zelda 5 transfer orbit in 5 minutes, 10 seconds. How's my heartbeat now, Android 1? Returning to normal, Commander Telson. <laughs> you know, sometime I must talk to you about this pain I get in my left leg. human beings after all. Oh, don't be silly. Of course we are. We're some sort of creatures that the angels one and two made up when the real humans on the Challenger died. Now you know we're not, Astra. There's not one hologram in the library that shows people without clothes. The angels destroyed them. They knew we were different and they didn't want us to find out. But there was a recording of a naked man and a woman. And the woman was holding a baby. I know there was. And I know that I saw it. They were standing on on a planet which had an intense blue sky, and there was green, green grass. Oh, I can't remember the name of the planet, but I can remember that the woman had growths on her chest, just like that Della. There wasn't so much difference between you and Thale as there was between me and Della. You're growing hair on your face. Oh, maybe you're a human being and I'm not. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> would, would you mind... If I put my arms around you. Why, we're not children anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I do. Because I want to. Well, if you want to. There. <laughs> Feels nice. Does it feel nice to you? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I suppose it does. Oh! <laughs> What's the matter? Your face is tickling my cheek. Sorry. I don't really mind. Those little girls in the holograms whose fathers used to hold them when they were upset. I used to wonder what it was like. Why have they put us in this room? Do you suppose that tonight they're going no, to... No, no, shh. You talk too much, you know that? Such a tiny little room. No windows to the corridor like the other room. Dove, mm -hmm. hold me tighter. They'll be on screen four if you want to look at them, Thornton. They're asleep. Then they won't know anything or feel anything. In each other's arms. So? They're like children. Because they were copied from children, but they're not children. Damn it, Helan. Men, yes. Hundreds of men when I was rooting out rebels. But never children. They are not children. Oh, you'll have to do it. It's your job, Thornton. You hold the seal of office. All you have to do is open that valve. Listen, Thornton. When we discover their planet, we're going to have to destroy millions of them, not just two. Do you want to go down in history as the Grand Emperor of the Solaric Empire who failed his people and denied them their rightful salvation? Do you? You of all people... No, of course you don't. Then all you have to do is open that valve. In the Solaric Empire... Part 4 of Earth Search by James Follett, Sean Arnold played Commander Telson, Amanda Murray, Shana, 
Hayden Wood, Dove, and Catherine Hurlbut, Astra. Angel One was played by Sonia Fraser, and Angel Two by Gordon Reed. Helan was Judy Franklin, Thornton, John Bott, Thale, Graham Faulkner, and Spiegel, Stephen Garlick. Earth Search is directed by Glyn Dearman.